0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
1: Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Thursday, October the 6th. And first today, a company in Ashford has been fined after a man was pulled into a large machine at a factory, leaving him with broken bones. Our reporter Alex has the details. What do we know?
2: Hi, Jamie. Yes, this was a uh, horrific incident that took place at Amberset Limited in Little Charts near Ashford. It took place in July of last year and uh, an investigation concluded uh, last month. Uh, said that an employee was working on a paper rewinding machine, which is effectively to expose drums um, spinning together. And due to a lack of protection on the machine that should have been there, the man was drawn in arm first and broke several bones in his shoulder and had a number of other injuries. An investigation showed if his fellow employees hadn't been as quick as they were, his injuries could have been a lot worse and they could have even been fatal.
1: And Alex, I understand the company's been fined over the incident.
2: Yes, so this was all started by an investigation by the health and safety executive who were called in following the incident. And they took the company to court after they found that not only did the machine lack the proper protective gear, it in fact had done so since 1998. So that's well over two decades, almost 25 years of lack of proper protection. So they took the company to court in an appearance at folks and magistrates court. The company admitted breaching safety regulations. Uh, They were fined £2,000 and asked to cover cover the court costs of uh, just under £2,200. So looking at a a bill really of well over £4,000 because of that.
1: Alex, thank you. Next, there's been a call for urgent improvements at a pub in Thanet after a fly infestation, rotting food and dirty fridges were found in the kitchen. Inspectors visited the Bellwin at St Nicholas at Wade near Birchington and gave it a one-star rating. The pub has been closed by bosses to allow for what they say will be a complete renovation of the cooking area. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told there's been a massive increase in the number of items being given out to families from just one hygiene bank in Kent. Between January and September last year, volunteers in Tentadon distributed a tonne of products. This year, that's increased to 1.7 tonnes. And according to new research, almost half of households experiencing hygiene poverty have gone without razors or shaving products. Amy Harris is the project coordinator for the Hygiene Bank in Tentadon.
3: What we've seen over the last you know, four years is an incredible increase in, in need so schools coming to us saying we've got more families that need support you know a lot of the families that we're supporting through the schools are are working families so they're families that the school doesn't necessarily have access to so they didn't necessarily know we're in crisis or you know treading water or or whatever and so um, having a partnership with the hygiene back what's that what that's enabled them to do is reach out to all families and say look we're a partner of the hygiene bank if you find yourself in crisis or in need please come and talk to us and they're getting access to those families to support them in multiple different ways so it's not just with the hygiene products that we support but also with financial advice mental health advice you know support from the food bank whatever it is that they need they now have that relationship with those families so that they can help them come up for
4: air I mean we all know how expensive things have got in the shops I suppose for some families as you say they're treading water perhaps they can afford the food but it's those what they might class as a luxury item you know that shower gel or whatever that they're they're cutting back on but I suppose for well for everyone it's you just expect that you'll be able to have a shower and you'll have soap and shampoo don't you but for an awful lot of people that's not the case.
0: Yeah
3: absolutely and and that's exactly what hygiene poverty is you know it's not being able to afford the basics um, that keep us clean and everyone deserves to feel clean um, and we believe that it's really unjust that in the society today there are people going without cleaning their teeth, washing their bodies because You know, they've got to make difficult decisions about where they spend their money. And of course, you're going to prioritise food. You're going to prioritise heating. And when we put together our family bags for our schools, it's everything. It's not just your shampoo, your conditioner, your body wash and your soap. It's laundry detergent. It's cleaning products for the home. It's hairbrushes.
4: And how does that change somebody mentally because it really must start to affect your mental health if you don't have those things and you're you're feeling grubby and you haven't brushed your teeth we know what that's like if you haven't brushed your teeth I mean it just feels horrible what does that do or what have you heard that that does to to somebody's self-esteem and and their mental well-being
3: we've heard so many stories of how mental health has been impacted through not been able to have access to the basics so it's things like social isolation you know not leaving the house because you don't have clean clothes to wear or you haven't been able to wash your hair or clean your teeth you know there was a story of a of a young girl that um you know she she wasn't going to school because she didn't have clean uniform she wasn't able to to keep herself clean because her family just couldn't afford the products and so she was wasn't going to school that then leads to to all sorts of um, mental health issues, social isolation—you know, not going out with her peers. She was a teenager, so you know the impact that that has um, is is huge. Um, we also know that it stops people necessarily going for job interviews. Um, you know, if you don't have clean clothes to wear and you can't present yourself in a way that that gives you pride, then you're not gonna you're not gonna do it. And and the way that that makes you sort of feel and how that can kind of create a circle of depression and anxiety is you know it's huge it's all a huge contributor to that to the impact on mental health.
4: For those in a fortunate position who can get involved and perhaps donate and help what's the best thing for them to do if they do want to give some they might have heard of food banks before but maybe not a hygiene bank and what what sort of things are you after and what can they do to donate?
3: Yeah so there are lots of different ways that people can get involved um, and donate so we have projects across the whole of Kent so we have Uh, you can go on our website have a look at where they can donate but seven oaks medway thanet dover wherever wherever you are i'm sure there is somewhere nearby that that there's a donation point so you can donate product Um, so that's anything that you feel that you use on a weekly monthly basis daily basis to keep clean so toothbrushes toothpaste deodorant shower gel shampoo conditioner washing detergent you know household cleaning sprays, uh, whatever it is, you know, hotel miniatures that you've got lying in your cupboards, Um, you know, unwanted gift sets, we take them all. Um, And uh, you can donate at any drop off point nearby. So we have a a partnership with Boots. Um, So across Kent, there are loads of boot stores that have collection points. Um, if um, If they don't, then ask for one, they can request one in your local area. Also, you can donate online. So many of the projects have their own kind of just giving links or, or the Hygiene Bank head office also has a just giving link or different ways that you can donate. Raise awareness. You know, this week is National Hygiene Week. It's a big week for us, but it's all about raising awareness on the hidden crisis that is hygiene poverty um, and sharing with others that we exist and that this is an issue and the different ways that people can help.
1: Next, the Kent Online podcast has been told a footpath in Aylesford could have to stay closed for another two years because the council was struggling to find the money to fix it. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of the huge crack running along the path. The route was first shut off in spring 2020. Repair works have been pushed back to 2024, something MP Tracy Crouch has described as enormously frustrating. Data shows three areas of Kent have seen some of the highest increases in house prices in the UK over the last decade. In Thanet, they've more than doubled from £142,000 to £301,000. Properties in Medway and Dover are also nearly twice as expensive now as they were 10 years ago. More people have been killed or seriously injured on roads here in the southeast than any other part of the country. That's according to data given to the Kent Online podcast. Road safety charity Break say there were 4,500 casualties in the region last year, an increase of almost 200 on 2020. Schools in the county are being urged to get involved in next month's Road Safety Week to highlight the dangers.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone.
1: Now, campaigners in Medway have won their fight to get CCTV installed in a park. They've been concerned for some time about anti-social behaviour in the wreck in Rainham. Now, the council say two cameras will be put in the park for 12 weeks. The footage will then be reviewed to see if they're made permanent. Stuart Bourne is from the Raynham Rec Community Group.
5: Any CCTV camera for us is a win. Anything will might discourage people. But we are seriously concerned that this is a temporary solution and not a long-term plan. It's also a bit worrying that we're only a few months away from the local elections and we've got concerns that it might be a, uh, an issue there. What we are going to do as a campaign group is keep the issue strong, make sure people are aware of it, make sure the council knows that people are still aware about it and then we want to see the report at the end of this trial period to make sure it's been robust and properly done. How do you get the police to enough. Police do as much as they can. We've had so much good response to the police um, with our questions over the years. Their issue is just resources and they have to devote resources where they think there's a problem. Not a lot of people used to report crime in here, which we tried to tell people to do. And so the more people report, the more police they can sound down. And hopefully, because of the TV here, that will prove evidence for them to bring more police down there so we can have a better response.
1: Well, Giovanni Julie started a petition which led to the council agreeing to the safety measures.
6: At the very least, it will be a deterrent. So for, for the 12-week trial, um, I'm hoping that it would be a deterrent for the area um, in that also, and someone had meant, made a comment on online to say it's coming up to the winter months now and crime reduces generally in the winter. Um, I hadn't thought of that. Um, but even if it does reduce crime in the area, um, that that's all great.
1: And what made you in the first place want to start this petition?
6: So I had heard of a young chap, schoolboy, um, who had been in the park on a Sunday afternoon Uh, minding his own business and he was attacked, unprovoked attacked by three boys. Um, He was quite seriously attacked as his mum described it to me. I became really upset, Uh, more so because when the police were called, they advised that there probably wasn't anything going to happen from it. The children who attacked the boy were identified. They are known to the police, Um, but nothing much came of it. So I decided that I would try and do something. But will they be a
1: deterrent though? We've been asking people who use the wreck.
6: I'm hoping that they might know that it's there and then behave themselves a bit better.
4: So the antisocial behaviour has put me off coming to this park. So I do tend to um, go elsewhere if I can, but I hope so. I didn't know that was happening. I'm
5: really pleased about that. I hope so. Fingers crossed that they'll be able to identify the culprits.
1: Elsewhere, some bus drivers have been on strike in Kent today. More than 600 Arriva workers based at depots in Gillingham, Gravesend, Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells will continue their walkout tomorrow too. It's in a dispute over pay. They'll also strike for two days next week. Police officers have used their riot shields to protect an injured swan in Canterbury. It flew into a vehicle on Vauxhall Road and had to be looked after until the RSPCA arrived The swan's been taken for treatment and will soon be released back into the wild. Now, a campaign's been launched to help children in Kent catch up with missed vaccinations. A Strood GP says with a sharp drop in the number of youngsters being vaccinated, more children are at an increased risk of catching deadly diseases. Six percent fewer children than needed are being given these vital jabs in the county. Here's Strood GP, Dr Julian
7: Spinks. I get increasingly concerned uh, if we don't meet the recommended 95% vaccination rate for any particular disease, and particularly with measles. Measles is a very nasty disease. Um, Yes, for many children, it'll be an unpleasant rash, but they are quite ill with it. But uh, there are some children who will deteriorate immediately. People get uh, measles, pneumonia, and so on. And there's a rare but very unpleasant side effect where you can get a neurological disease decades afterwards and actually die from that. So we really want to maintain that level of vaccination so that these outbreaks don't happen. Well, they're all viruses. And so they all tend to start the same way with a sort of flu-like illness and a runny nose and so on. In measles, you can get little spots inside the mouth and you then start to get a rash with a high fever. Children can get um, earache because they can get an infection in there. They can have a cough because they can get a pneumonia and so on. With mumps you get a swelling, particularly at the base of the neck, underneath the ear, um, but it can go elsewhere and a fever associated with it. And unfortunately for uh, male children, later that can lead to infertility um rubella can be incredibly mild you can have a rash with it or you can have nothing but the main reason for protecting it is if you're a woman and you get pregnant later when you catch rubella then uh, that can cause very nasty abnormalities in the baby and we found that when we only vaccinated girls that wasn't enough we need to vaccinate both boys and girls all of those come together with MMR with one injection and then a booster I think that uh, there's quite a relentless um, campaign of anti-vax, which is not just against COVID, it's against any vaccination. And it's very difficult to know why people want to go down that line. And I can understand people being scared about their children. But there's been more research on uh, things like MMR than virtually anything else you can think of because it's been going on for decades. So it's a very safe vaccination. And the disease is, it's only because we don't see it that people don't realise how nasty they can be. I think if you receive an invite for your child, please go along and have it. Don't delay it um, uh, because it's very easy for it to slip your mind again. Practices will remind people about this. um, But, you know, remember that you're protecting against something far, far, far more dangerous than the tiny risks from being vaccinated. The owners of a cafe in Maidstone are
1: worried they'll lose business if their outdoor seating is taken away. The Ivy Coffee House spent more than 100 pounds setting it up, but now the council is planning to remove it so they can bring back more loading base. Staff say having lorries and vans outside will spoil the view for customers. KCC say the outdoor seating area was only ever temporary during the pandemic.
0: Kent Online News.
1: Now, at Kent Online, you can see pictures showing the history of a manor house near Maidstone. Leybourne Grange was built in around 1850 and became a hospital around 80 years later. It fell into disrepair in the 90s, though, and is now part of the Leybourne Chase development. And after elmert the elephant's trail around Maidstone last summer, Shaun the Sheep is coming to the town. Decorated sculptures of the lamb are going to help raise money for the hearts of Kent Hospice in 2024. The amateur was said to have boosted the town's economy by more than £2 million, while raising over 300000 for the hospice. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all of the latest news from across Kent. Plus, you can also subscribe to the ad free premium version of Kent Online. Just head to kentonline.co.uk
0: forward slash subscribe. News you can trust.